0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you. You that work so hard for your money and you're ready for your money, start working hard right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but you want it right now so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But guys, I know it's more important than just money because it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life. Because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to be a blessing in the lives of those around you not just your family, but even the world and your community and ultimately. And that's the ripple effect I'm here to create for you today. Thank you for tuning in and binging on our episodes. I know you guys have a lot of them to go back on. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this today. Hey, as a reminder, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to our two YouTube channels. We of course got the Money Ripples channel that you may or may not be subscribed to. And we have the Money Ripples podcast channel. So if you want to keep getting this education continuing and growing, go check those out today. Are you an alternative investor who's super heavy in real estate? Maybe you have Airbnbs and single and multifamily properties, and you're looking for another cash flowing asset that would produce tax advantage and build equity. Well, my name is Kim Daly and I'm a franchise consultant. I've created a free 30-minute webinar on creating wealth through franchise ownership. If you are looking for the opportunity to leverage your talents, your money, your skill, and build equity and tax advantage, a franchise could be the next opportunity for you. Register for my free webinar at thedailycoach.com. That's the D-A-L-Y coach.com. All right, guys. So I'm bringing on the coach of all coaches. This is the guy that there's you hear about people that are, of course, coaching coaches. And that's a little bit of a pet peeve in my world because a lot of those guys suck at coaching, <laughs> but that's what they can do. Tom Kroll is not that. Now, some of you might be familiar. If you're in the real estate space, you may have already remembered Tom with Wholesaling Inc. Well, now he's doing Coaching Inc. He's got his rhino brand going right along with his coaching and Guys, I'll just tell you this from my own personal experience, having sat with him for a couple of days in one of his workshops, if I had known Tom and if Tom was doing this 11 years ago when I launched Money Ripples, Money Ripples would be in a much bigger, creating a much bigger ripple effect today had I done that. And I got coached by lots of different coaches and business consultants, but I'm telling you, Tom is the guy you want to be listening to, especially because there's a lot of crap taught out there. There's a lot of things that don't work, especially if you want to be a coach or consultant to bless more lives and create your own ripple effect. So I'm excited to bring Tom on. So Tom, welcome to our show.
1: Bam. What an honor to be here. This is going to be a great adventure. (laughs) I can't wait to get started. Let's dive right in. Thank you so much for having me. What a great introduction. It means a lot coming from you, and I appreciate that. So thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to share some thoughts here.
0: Well, for those that haven't met you, I know some of them have followed Wholesaling Inc. You know, that have been watching the show as well. But tell us more about you and your background.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty boring, but it's the same hero's journey, right? The marketing people always talk about, I was broke, I was poor, I was bankrupt, I was going through life and I was frustrated and I wasn't doing the things that you should be doing if you want wealth And success and got fired from a job. And I luckily at that point, someone, my older brother called me and he said, enough. And he just pulled me kicking and screaming and dragging the whole way through. And from that point on, I've had less, and I say this with humility, and only through the grace of God, tremendous success. And it's a whole new ball game now, and I love it. And I get to now pour into all of these industry leaders and coaches and influencers and all of these other people. And that has just been an awesome adventure. So it's been a blessing and yeah, it's a fun ride. I love it. It's a great adventure.
0: Well, what made you decide? I mean, when you transitioned just in the last few years to go more to the coaching space, what was that inspiration behind that? why did you do that?
1: Yeah. So I am, and I'll just go right out of the gate here and say this, which a lot of people are going to turn off your show when I say this. So I'm just going to go right into it. I am a big believer in personal experience. I think that if you really look at people who are struggling financially and people who are not struggling financially, and I always say that success and wealth are different, right? I believe that Mm -hmm. wealth is an external comparison to other people, right? So either you have more of something or I have more of something, it's comparative. But success is an internal comparison to your ideals. So whatever your definition of success is, is probably different from mine. But in either scenario, all definitions of success, they all have some sort of, I would say they will relate to a good night's sleep, right? Nobody says Mm -hmm. my definition of success is I want to be riddled with anxiety and crippling fear when I go to bed at night, right? I want to put my head on the pillow, have a good day's work and go to bed. So one of the things that I really believe in is personal experience. I think this is one of the, there's a lot of lines between the people who are successful and wealthy and the ones who aren't. People are successful and wealthy, they read. People who are successful and wealthy, you know, they all are doing these certain things that are different. And one of them is they are really careful about who they allow to give them advice, instruction, and feedback. Mm -hmm. I had only through grace and humility, I say this is a tremendous success as a coach. So for me, it was very natural. I started to get questions about coaching and I noticed that a lot of people in the coaching space, their background is marketing, not coaching. Their only coaching business is coaching coaches. And I don't fault these people. They're good people. There's no judgment there. But my experience was in building, running, and selling a coaching business. It's where my questions were coming from. And for me, it was a very natural transition. And I value, as far as I go, my clients, my children, I believe that this sort of thing of only allowing certain types of people who have personal experience to pour into you, that's generational wealth. Generational wealth are all of the things that have nothing to do with how much money we leave our kids. If you want to produce generational wealth, take your kids to a garage sale, have them negotiate 50 cents off of a toy they want. But the money we leave is not generational wealth. And this is one of those things. I only take feedback from five people, people who love me, pay me, I pay, who regulate my industry or who are already where I want to be. And that's why I'm in coaching because I fit that last category, which is I was a coach, built a business, and now I coach coaches. So it's very natural. And the challenge is a lot of people say, well... This is a vocabulary problem. There's a difference Mm -hmm. between a mentor and a coach and a consultant and a teacher. And, you know, they have all these words. But at the end of the day, if you don't know English, I don't want you to be my kid's English teacher. If I go to hire a personal trainer, I want that person to be fit. And if I'm going to have somebody teach me how to become wealthy, I want that person to be wealthy. And to me, that's a pretty low standard, but not always in our society. I get a lot of flack for saying even saying this. So it's interesting.
0: Well, I remember when we're, I was sitting there and you were talking about this at your workshop, I had this side tangent thought along the same lines, because there's that common theme. Someone says, don't follow anybody you don't want to trade your life with or right. exchange your life with. But I realized that's not always true because like I said, it could be they're taking pictures in front of some plane or car that they either rented or just saw on the street. Right. Right. But I've also noticed this too, is that, for example, we talk a lot about passive income and creating that there's a big difference in skill set between growing your money and making or earning money. Right. Like, for example, I hear so many people say, well, I went to the richest person in my town and they were a dentist or a doctor. And I decided I was going to become a dentist or a doctor because they make a lot of money. And they'll ask those people for financial advice. And those people sometimes are just as dumb and clueless as everybody else. Not saying everybody's dumb, right? But they're just as clueless as everybody else because they made good money, but it didn't mean they knew how to grow and create wealth with that. They just knew how to have a good income. And I remember sitting here in your event and like that light bulb came on. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's exactly what my message has been is stop listening to people that make good money, but then they can't replicate it. In the very thing that you're trying to replicate too. You got to have people that have actually proven to do that. And I love what you say, especially about that. Like what I always teach on a show dollars follow value, right? Like prove it with the results you get your clients. That's the ultimate real measurement of success in your coaching business.
1: 100%. And I think that that. If we talk about what are those traits, there's so much misinformation out there about what actually contributes to wealth and success. It really is surprising that even just as a society, we haven't really dialed this in and there's so much misinformation out there. But I think that that is part of the issue. And we can touch on all of those things because they're super easy. I mean, I'm a simple person. Anything that's complex is like a lore that tricks us. Mm I think obvious and good advice is good, but one of those things is just being a good steward. And I think to your point that as you get older, I'm 44 right now and I can say for sure, one of the things I teach my clients all the time is that hustle is a season, not a lifestyle. This is like my number one lesson. Yes. And we will get older and it's not that we get tired or lazy. It's that our interests change. We don't have that same grit and determination to go out there and, you know, hustle. And It's important. One thing I teach my clients is that never say my money. It's not your money. You are a steward of money. And the better steward you are, the more money you'll be in charge of, you'll be put in charge of. And I really think that the beginning of financial freedom is understanding that it's not your money, understanding you have a responsibility. And the older you get, the more you see that this is like a 40 60 rule that it's 40% making it and it's 60% managing it. Cause you and I both know many, many, many quote unquote successful entrepreneurs who move mountains of money and have a net worth under a hundred thousand. Right. So I think that this becomes more and more important as we get older.
0: Absolutely. And you're right. Like, uh, I remember you mentioned that as well, you know, hustles, you know, definitely a season, not a lifestyle. And so many people get caught in their own rat race of hustling. They think that, well, I'll just keep reinvesting my business. You got to keep hustling, got to keep making it happen. Then they're 60 years old, burnt out and just fried and want to just give away their business at that point. They don't even want to sell it. They're just like, I'm done because they didn't make anything that was scalable and sellable anyways. And that's sad. You know, and I remember I made that same transition. I'm 46 and same thing. By the time I got to my mid thirties, I said, wait a minute, do I want to keep doing this forever? This is going to drive me nuts.
1: Well, I think to provide real specific instruction, right, I can share with you that these are two, even as a coach, I can say this to my clients and looking at the mixed bag of clients that I have. Some of the traits are you've got to be a reader. Readers, audible is great. Listening is great. When I was a kid, I was told I had a learning disability. I was an audible learner and all of this other jazz If you can read street signs, you can read a book, commit to four pages a day, start with that. That's a big one. And another simple one is measure your net worth. You and your significant other as a family, measure your net worth every week. It's a very simple formula. This is if I sold everything and if I paid off everything, this is what I would be left with. If your net worth is not growing every time you make money or earn money or get paid, If it doesn't grow up every single time that happens, something in your finances is broken. And it's so simple. But what do people who struggle do? They make decisions based on cash flow. I can afford this or not afford this based on how much I make. That's not what wealthy people do. What wealthy people do is they look at their cash flow and their net worth. And when you look at net worth, a cash flow, you're like, oh, yeah, I could afford a $50,000 car. When you look at your net worth, you're like, I'm not putting 5% of my net worth or whatever it is into a car that's going to be worth half in a year. So Mm -hmm. just the exercise of measuring and looking at and considering and making options, weighing options based on net worth, it's a whole new ballgame. And it's little tiny things like that. There's nothing that's big and profound. It's simple. Read, measure your net worth hire a team. This is the other thing, you know, people ask, you know, oh, ask who, ask how, what does that mean? People talk about this all the time. And then what do they do as soon as they have something? Oh, I'm going to figure out how to learn Kajabi. I'm going to figure out how to build a funnel, I'm like, build a funnel. What, what are you talking about? Build you a
0: product build a- first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because people, it's like they know it, but their knee jerk instinct is as soon as they get into this project, they start learning how to build an email list or film a module or whatever. And it's like, no, that's not your brain. You know, you're the captain Mm -hmm. of the ship. You're not the engineer. You're not the navigator. Your job is to attract, talk about your vision, have a clear vision. There's vivid vision somewhere right here, you know, is to have a clear vision and to share it so that you attract really amazing, awesome, incredible, loyal, hardworking people and you get them to help you build your vision. That's what you do. You know, you don't go in and God forbid, like, I know I'm in trouble when a client says, oh, like, I learned how to build a field in a CRM. I'm like, please don't do that. What are you doing? So it's just.
0: They're very good virtual assistants, What they became.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And that's really, unfortunately, that's another systemic problem is the lack of not asking who, but asking how is our natural inclination. But when we follow it, it's a very frustrating hamster wheel at best.
0: Yeah. Easy peasy well, literacy. what are your thoughts? Obviously, everybody's gotten all excited about Alex or Mosey recently, right? because he did put on a webinar. Even though I didn't watch the webinar, I did listen to something else of his recently that I thought was interesting. I want to get your take on this too. And yeah. you, probably, you could definitely build on this because he was talking about like the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs is that they just try to sell stuff, right? And they'll flip fast. They're not patient enough. You know, they just keep flipping the next thing. They keep trying something new, keep offering different product. He's like, test your dang product, make sure it delivers massive value, and then sell it. He's like, even if it takes you a year to test it and work with clients or customers on this, test it first, make sure you're delivering value. Because most of the time, your problem is, it's not about whether you can make money. It's about, are you delivering something that actually gets results? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, Chris, I'm so glad you brought up Alex Tormozzi because I know he's like the topic of the day. And we'll first say I'm a huge fan. I love Alex. I think he's brilliant. I love... In hundred million dollar offers on page twenty, he has his grand slam offer. How to do that? And then on page forty one, he has his how to niche down into a niche, which I think is brilliant. When he talks about the sales niche, so I'm a big fan. But what I think a lot of people, before we even delve into what he taught, everyone is trying to look at him and they're trying to emulate him and have his result. What a lot of people miss about Alex Hormozzi is that they have no chance of becoming Alex Hormozy. And the reason mm-hmm. is because the number one predictor of success for an entrepreneur is their ability to handle pressure. And Alex Hormozy has mastered his emotions and his mental state to handle the amount of pressure that comes with his level of success. Yes. What people often talk about is the fear of failure. I've been coaching for years. I have more than 10,000 hours of coaching. I've had more than 5,000 students. I can tell you with certainty that for entrepreneurial people, especially type A drivers, there exists almost no fear of failure. Certainly some people have a fear of looking foolish, but I have yet to even encounter someone who says, I'm afraid to do something because I might fail. What is far more frequent and far more common is people have a real and meaningful fear of success. And quite frankly, they should, because what we have been taught from 6,000 years is that staying in a group and being in a group is very safe, or at least for a season, right? It feels very safe. And when you have success, you are absolutely in every way putting yourself outside of that group and you are asking for attention. And that doesn't always fare well. And if you don't have the fortitude and the mental toughness to deal with that, you're gonna go out of that group and you're gonna come right back and you're gonna find the level of pressure that you can deal with. So I think that the first thing that people have to really ask is they think very often that they want something, especially I mean, I have clients who sometimes will, they'll come to me and they say, I want to be the biggest, which is always a red flag because often they don't and they don't know what that really means. But you really want to be the best, not the biggest. But what I would say is you have to first ask yourself when you are looking at Alex Ramosy stuff is do I actually want that level of attention and that level of success that's going to put me out where I'm going to be so far outside of everyone else. And everybody knows it. You know that I know it. Like when you're successful, it immediately affects everything in your life because people will say, oh, they're haters or they're this. No, it's like you're not like the rest. And that is challenging for people and for ourselves. So what I would say as far as your ability to produce a good product, as always, Alex is a 100% spot on. I think he's absolutely brilliant in everything that he produces. The number one metric for every coaching business, which nobody wants to ever talk about, is student success rate. What they don't realize is that by addressing this, you are going to find your life's purpose as a coach. Number one. Number two is that in this search for that customer success rate, you are going to find all of your power and greatness and strength. So I would say go slow, be the best. When people pay you their hard earned money, be absolutely dedicated to fulfilling whatever it was that you promised them before you took their hard earned money. Are we all perfect at this? No, right? But certainly making it not just revenue in first position, but student success methodology as a priority will give you what we talked about at first, which is success, which is a good night's sleep, right? It'll give you wealth and success. and But yeah, as far as Alex, I think that's the first thing that people have to look at because the first little pressure, people, they tuck tail and run back to the group. And again, rightfully so. Success is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's not a pretty picture. I'm sure you're an entrepreneur and you know you've had nights curled up in the fetal position crying. I have no doubt because anyone at your level has, and we all have, and myself included. So I think that's the first thing to look at with someone like Alex Hormozzi, who does seem to have more testosterone than most people I know, which probably helps. But yeah, he's a great example of someone who can do that. For sure.
0: Did you have a camera in my closet just the other night when I was crying?
1: Right? Brother, I know. It's tough out there, brother. (laughs) It's tough. I got to keep my... Victory Bell as an NLP distraction. So I have to snap myself out of it sometimes, but there you no, go. That's true.
0: And and that's the one thing I, I love about you, Tom, because you really do focus on that client success. Like that's something that I've always valued. And it's hard when you have a lot of coaches out there saying, Oh, it's about, you know, revenue, you know, it's about the number of people and the metrics and things like that. It's like, well, screw that. Like, are people's lives changing for the better because you came in it, or are they walking away worse? I mean, that's really what it's about is how are you blessing their lives and making it better so that it was worthwhile. That money was well invested, not well blown. I love that.
1: And to be clear, that's not because I'm a good guy or a saint. It's because I know my tendency would not to do that. My tendency would be to use my charismatic personality and my network and my resources to just grow and grow and collect revenue. But the realization over the years is that no, your commitment and recommitment to your client base is what will actually in a greedy, selfish flesh way, right, will actually produce the outcome that you want. The most wealth or the best version of wealth, and certainly the best version of success, you find by making that commitment to your clients. And so it's not that I'm like, oh, you know, Tom is some, you know, or any of us or any, you know, it just turns out that in this particular case, as in which most, the harder thing, the right thing has the best outcome. And it's the realization of that for sure. But I have all kinds of problems. So I'm not any kind of a preacher or I have all kinds of issues and vices and shortcomings. And I make, I mess up every day. So certainly.
0: Welcome to the human club, right?
1: There you go. go. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Tom, this has been awesome. And I agree. Like you definitely are someone who lives and walks that talk that I so look for in a great coach. And you are that person. If somebody wants to follow you, what would they do? How would they find you?
1: Yeah, I have no idea because this is the first (laughs) podcast I've done in about three, four years maybe. So I have no funnel, tunnel, webinar, seminar, or anything like that. We have coachinginc.com, which is our website, but the Coaching Ink student client roster is totally full and that's not a marketing scheme. It's actually full. So I don't have any room for any clients right now, but yeah, we're going to be launching a Coaching Inc. podcast soon so they can check that out. and. Yeah, if they want to know some good books to read, we do have a funnel, which is the coachinginkcom forward slash 21 books. And those are the 21 books that if you're just getting started, guys, I mean, I know this sounds like elementary simple advice, but read every single day. Don't listen to anybody. Don't let anybody lie to you about your learning disability. If you can read a street sign, you can read one page a day. And I say that with grace, but that's the biggest difference for me was reading every single client I have who is extraordinarily successful is a reader. There is not an exception to that. And there's not a dissenting opinion about the power of reading in 6,000 years of recorded history. So coachingink.com forward slash 21 books and never pick your own books. That's another secret too. I've learned this. Books are like people. Most are just, I'll just say this, just make sure the books that you are reading are recommended by the people who are where you want to be. Because otherwise, if you pick a book on your own based on the cover or the title, you might pick something like, I won't name any books, but you might pick the wrong book. And most books, 80% are not the right book. It's not about how many books you read, it's how many times you read the same books.
0: That's right. Amen to that. Well, Tom, again, appreciate your time today. And I know people can even follow you on social media. You know, Tom Kroll will put your website and a 21 books link there in the, in the notes for everybody. So they don't have to memorize it. They can just click on it right there on our website. So there you go. again, thank you so much for being generous to your time today.
1: Absolutely, brother. I'm happy to be here. It's a great adventure. So Chris, thank you. And it's an honor to be interviewed by you. So I enjoyed our time together and I'm looking forward to the next event. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll do something again soon. It'll be fun.
0: Absolutely. And everybody else, hey, just remember, It's not just about being a hearer of the word here, but it's being a doer, putting it into practice, making this work in your life. Guys, go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week and we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.